One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the build-up show, Liverpool, West Ham United at the London Stadium this weekend. Uh, I'm Paul Machen, Chris Page joins me in the studio. From home we've got Jay Pearson and we've got Aubrey Reynolds as well. Um, yeah, wow, talking about a game of football where we're not going, oh, it'd be really nice if Liverpool just put Bounce X, Y, together. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. I'm happy. I feel happy for the first time in quite a <laughs> quite a while. Um, yeah, the the beauty of this is like I, I kind of the, the, it was weird. We played Thursdays, just mad. I don't like it because um, it has a fundamental impact on everything else you do. But there was a little thing when I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, then get to get to talk about that on a Friday. Then start to look forward. Then, oh, another game of football to look forward to that I can look forward to as a game of football as escapism. Not I absolutely fundamentally desperately need Liverpool to win three points. Otherwise, my life is ruined. It might yet be that. Yeah, I still need that. But, I need that every week. That twice a week, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just have faith that they might actually do it now. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? You know, we were talking in the final word show over on the website there. You know, brilliant show, by the way, hour long, looking at the game against Tottenham for RedmenTV.com members exclusively. Get over there, get involved. Um, but we were talking about it, weren't we, Al? That's a performance, that you, that's a proper performance. So you put a stake in the ground and you've gone, there you go, that's a Liverpool performance. Everything worked from the defence, from the midfield to the attack. And, and, and there's something there where you go, let's just do more of that. We don't need to change anything. We don't need to try anything we just need to replicate that and those lads can replicate that yeah I, I completely agree with that um, Jay that, that's, that's the point isn't it there's so many positive you take for it and look there's still definitely areas to improve and there's a couple of bits and pieces obviously in terms of who will and won't be available which we'll, we'll come to but that's 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 it it was the most Liverpool performance we've had in a long while and it is it almost does feel as simple as that it's like yeah go and be Liverpool again if we can go and play like we did against Tottenham against West Ham then it, it is a game we should be coming out on top of why not absolutely uh, I think that spark is beginning to come back. We definitely did see that against Spurs. I think it's great for the fan base as well because we're all, like I said, we're waking up and being like, yeah, get in. I'm going to rewatch the game again. I'm going to watch the highlights. I'm going to see how this player did. I'm going to look at that. And it's all nice and positive. And that's what, what we've been used to. And, you know, we, we never take that for granted, obviously. But, yeah, just let's get it back, Liverpool. And let's just go go ahead and, uh, and, and let's have it against West Ham. And the same performance would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've... 
we left it as late as you possibly can in Hollywood terms or we feel Liverpool to get themselves back in form. You know, we've slipped as far down as we possibly could, really, if we wanted to still make the best possible fist of this season. Um, I think the good thing about now, and hopefully what the last month or so has done, is just meant that let's follow what Klopp's been saying a little bit and let's just let's just go game at a time. Let's not worry about Man City. Let's just swerve City for a bit. Uh, if they end up hitting a bad run of form again, then great, Liverpool, Liverpool needs to just win a clutch of games for that to even be even remotely relevant to us. Yeah, yeah. this season's mad. This, this season is mad though, isn't it? Like West Ham are above us. Yeah. After nine, after nineteen <laughs> twenty games, <laughs> like, 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 like David Moyes, West Ham were were above us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and we had a bad run of form. No one can say that that wasn't a bad run of form. But it wasn't catastrophic form, and it wasn't like it, we were still picking up points. We were a bit average, and the teams we were drawing with, we should have been beaten, etc. But like, it's not Arsenal this season. It's not like where we you just completely write us out of um, top four, even. And the Leicester and West Ham are still in and around it. You know, yeah. Arsenal. I've got an I work with an Arsenal guy, and he's made up that we beat Tottenham for him. Because Arsenal are now three points behind Tottenham. And Tottenham yeah. have got the best two strikers in the league that the Premier League's ever seen. And they're having an amazing season and Arsenal are shit. So this league is so tight. And there was a moment when, because we were actually doing all right and we were at the top, you know, around Christmas before the run of form happened, we didn't really notice how tight and congested the league actually is. You know, Leicester have lost. I think they've lost five. There was a point when Leicester went top and they lost a third of their matches this season. Yeah. This this league is fucking bonkers. And it's not it's not gonna stop being bonkers for another ten games. It's 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 funny because you're right. I mean, look at the, the form. We've got the worst form of the top seven yeah, yeah of the top of the top seven teams in the Premier League right now, we've got the worst five game run of form and yet we're fourth, which tells you that everything we're doing is that we it's it, it shows that goes to the point, doesn't it, that you know, forms temporary classes permanent. Liverpool are brilliant, but Liverpool need to get back. We've had we've had our it's been slightly more than a blip, but it it works both ways, doesn't it? Because of that congestion a couple of bad games you can slip down a couple of good games you can rise back up there but if you want to get yourself above it all you're going to need to do what Man City are doing you need to do what we need to put three, four, five games down back to back rack up a few wins and then have a look and see what's going on around that's it isn't it Manchester City have capitalised on everybody else's poor form and they've capitalised on it with their own great form you know the defence has come together and everything else hasn't it Paul you know you see that you know the strikers are starting to score goals but they're not conceding goals or anything like that so for me, that's what it's about for Liverpool. And we've got to be able to do that because everyone from second, I think, to eighth, ninth are probably going to continue to just do what we're doing at the moment, which is dropping points, mm-hmm. not winning enough points. But if Liverpool can get five, six games back-to-back, like you were saying there, I think we'll quickly find ourselves in second position. And obviously, if we can put five or six, we've also closed the gap against City because we play them soon enough. Well, it's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? Because, Jay... The moment we're looking at City going, oh, City, absolutely laughing, City unstoppable, City incredible. Um, and I wouldn't be looking at the, and we'll look at the upcoming fixtures a bit later on, but, you know, they've got a reasonably favourable run of results. But this is this is the nature of this season. And what Man City have been for a number of years, they've still got the ability to drop 
random points and, and random games, and, that, and it, Liverpool just need to say just to just need to keep themselves on top. Don't make Man City any of our business, but make ourselves Man City's business by sorting our own shit out. Yeah, correct. He's right. He was right. Short answer, like, but he was totally right. Yeah, correct. And, and that, that, that's the point, isn't it? You yeah. know, Manchester City are doing doing Manchester City things at the moment, aren't they? And I think that's what Jay was about to say to us. You know, go on, Jay, continue point, mate. Yeah, so, sorry, lads. Um, yeah, let's not forget that City did uh, get sort of written off at the beginning of the season with some of the results that they had. Yeah. So it was really quite interesting the way the league is uh, chopping and changing. So we just got to keep doing our own thing. You know, I... I'm making myself not look at the league table for a number of weeks just to go, oh, I'll look at it. And as long as we keep winning, you just think, right, well, whatever be, will we'll be. Um, but yeah, you are right, Paul. They have got a favourable uh, number of games uh, coming up, but so have Liverpool. And one of those games is Manchester City. So it's it's going to have a lot more twists and turns, but we, we can't write anybody off at this at this stage. Yeah, um, big shout out for Cal Freezy with the super chat. Um, wow. What a result yesterday! Cheers, fellas, for continuing putting on a show during all of this. PS, can we buy a centre back, please? Yeah, um, I can't. I can't do the centre back thing again. I, I like I am, um, but I'm the, I'm with I'm with Cal, right? Except I want two friggin' centre halves, and yeah. I want three by the time the next season comes along, please, because we need a centre half. We do need a centre half. What well, we've got stick and plasters at the moment, but we need an operation. You yeah. know what I mean? That's where Liverpool are. It's it's and I'm. Look, I, I think there's a, we can find ways to win in this game. You know, we 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 managed to get through Tottenham Hotspur pretty well. I think we can all we can all agree that West Ham have, have, will pose different threats. They can clearly cause problems because they ha, they have been. I think you pointed it out. The thing about the thing about um, West Ham is they've been they're performing in games that they're meant to perform in. You know, we'll look at their run of form, beating Palace, beat West Brom, beat Burnley, beat Everton, um, do with Southampton. The last, those results are actually good, are, are the really good results. They're the ones in that, that we've been struggling with, actually. Yeah, well, exactly. They're, they're, doing, they're doing in all the teams that we've, they've, they've gotten better results against, uh, with the exception of Palace, of course, who we absolutely annihilated. Um, they've done better in most of these situations than, than we have. Um, so, yeah, but the centre-half thing, I think... I think we should be okay, or we've got a better chance of being okay. It's when we get through to the Man City thing that's where our centre back issue becomes will become a bit more obvious and a bit more a bit more pressing. Yeah, because you can think about this game, and you obviously think about you know this, I feel this feels like an At Phillips game for me anyway. Mm. You know, I know Sebastian Haller scored about seven goals this season, but not many in the Premier League so does he even, far. Does he even play for them? He does, doesn't he? He's been does scoring it? in the cup competitions for them, hasn't he? Has he moved on? I don't know. I've lost. Track. I've lost track of them. Carry on. Um, obviously, you've got um, Suchek as their top scorer in the yeah. Premier League with seven goals, haven't you? Crashwell tells you a lot because he's their top assister, the left back. So it crosses into the box, isn't it? So it feels like a Nat Phillips game from that point of view to me. Um, and then if Liverpool, if Liverpool play like Liverpool played like they did against Tottenham Hotspur, I don't see that West Ham can stop us. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where it comes down to make them worry about us because teams haven't been worrying about us. But now David Moyes will do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much to Ross. Yeah, he's at Ajax. Um, he's at Ajax. Wow. He's at Ajax. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely enough. Phillips game then. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, again, we shouldn't we shouldn't underestimate uh, West Ham in any way, shape, or form in Aubrey. But I mean, that's what's presented in front of us now. Away form has been our biggest biggest weakness. 
it's great getting the win against Tottenham, but Liverpool need to now get 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 that sorted. And I do feel more confident that it'll happen. But what you don't want to fall down into is a trap of of of, of just believing the game's won before it is, because hopefully now. Drop points against you know West Brom and Newcastle and and you know and Burnley. If if ever Liverpool had something that you can put you know Rocky style pin up on the mirror in the dressing room and say yeah, here's your motivation to go on against teams that you in you know in inverted commas should be beaten. Then yeah, we, we've definitely got enough of that there. Yeah, uh, West Ham can't be underestimated. Like I was dismissive by saying West Ham went above us because they did, and that shouldn't happen because we're the champions and we are so much better than them. But they are, they've won 10 games this season and they've drew five. So they're very similar to our form, you know, and they've, David Moyes has got them drilled. They've got that alchemy that David Moyes can occasionally get, which is he can get that right blend of um, strength and solidity, but then he gets a couple of flair players into it that he sort of inherits. You know, um, Antonio is just... He was for a while the, the form player of the league, wasn't he? When the when we came back, and our from absolute lockdown. bogey bogey player as well. And our bogey, and we yeah. didn't. And when we beat them this season, we didn't have to play against Antonio. And mm-hmm. Nat Phillips had a good game, but Antonio wasn't on the pitch. You know, the new player that they've brought in, the lad from Bournemouth, is Ben Rama. He's starting to look quite good. And the the, the hope, the optimism I have is they they play a two man midfield, or they have done the last couple of weeks in Rice and Suchek. And as we did against Tottenham with Hoiberg and Ndombele, we completely overran that midfield. So it would be good if we could basically be like, look, this is the game plan. Go there. Just It's only down the road. Move it from Tottenham Stadium to, the, to, to another London Stadium. Do what you did again. Jump yeah. from Bobby, drop deep. Drag them out of position. And um, hopefully the midfield can really overwhelm them. I'd rather be playing West Ham on the back of having had two games against Man United and Jose Mourinho and a Jose Mourinho side playing. I mean, I don't. It's a similar style, you know. All managers whose first and foremost commitment is to making sure the defence is tight and what have you. Um, that is another thing that potentially works in our favour. Yeah, that's it. I think you know. All right, we've not done well against a lot of the sides, but even going your West Broms, your Southamptons. Maybe Southampton. No, actually, Southampton because they got the early goal. They did sit back. Mm-hmm. We've been playing the same game for two months. It's yeah. just it feels like we've now we've now got the key to the locker, doesn't it? And that, and that's the thing now. And you know, Trent Alexander Arnold's going to be key in this one again because when he plays well, we play well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so massive for us. And you know, can Milner go again? Um, that's a that's a big question. But as far as the other players that you're looking at, well, Genie Wijnaldum and Thiago, I'm keeping those two. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And if Milner can go again, I'm probably playing Milner as well, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we will talk about the team selection uh, in a few moments after this very short break. Uh, but we have a trivia question to keep you tied it over. Uh, until then, David Moyes has managed 34 games against Liverpool. But how many of those has he won? Check back in a few moments for the answer uh, and for more Liverpool West Ham chat. From Basel to Madrid, back to Anfield and everywhere in between, it's hard to believe it's now over five years since the mad, brilliant Jurgen Klopp took over as manager of Liverpool Football Club and single-handedly turned us all from doubters to believers. We've laughed, we've cried, we've had incredible let-offs and disastrous heartbreaks. It's safe to say it's been one hell of a ride, but at the end of a long year for everyone, let's not forget that 2020 brought with it a whole new chapter of unforgettable Klopp moments. 
and here at the Red Men TV we thought this Christmas would be a good time to sit down, look back and reminisce at just all of the brilliant Jürgen moments that we've seen unfold since the day that changed everything in October 2015. So sit back, have a glass of mulled wine and a mince pie and join us as we look back at the 50 biggest moments of the Jürgen Klopp era as voted by you, the Red Men TV fans. Yes, welcome back to the Build Up Show. Yeah, if you want to go and check out the 50 greatest moments of the year, Klopp era so far, it's a two-part special available right now, streaming on the RedmenTV.com. Go there, sign up and get loads of amazing content in addition to that as well. Uh, right, I asked the question before the break. David Moyes managed 34 games against Liverpool, but how many has he won? Chris Pajak? Four. Aubrey Reynolds? Yeah, five, four, five. Jay Pearson? I'll go with three. The correct answer is four. Four of 34. Anyone know the last time that David Moyes beat us? Was it the FA Cup? Ooh, no. It was the League Cup. I don't remember this game at all. The League Cup third round, Old Trafford, Manchester United won Liverpool nil 20, September 2013. Wow. No recollection. No, no recollection. No. <laughs> Elite mentality, that Paul. No, I know. Just put it down. Move on. The only goal of the game scored by Javier Hernandez. I do not remember that game of football. No. At all. We had Feel, stu- feels like he scored headers. We had them. Suarez and Sturridge played up front for us that yeah. day. Gerard, Hendo, Lucas, Victor Moses. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely mad. Yeah, there you go. Um, Last time he beat us in... Was it 12-13 or was it 13-14? 13-14, yeah. Last time he beat us in the league, uh, it was going back to 2010. Um, Who was the Liverpool manager then? Roy. Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson, the game, of course, um, where Roy Hodgson was was impressed with the... uh, It was called our best performance of the season. Was Um, it that game? Yeah, 2-0. 2-0 2-0 at Goodison Park. Um, yeah, sounds... Um, yeah, look, Chris, picking up from your points uh, before the break, uh, obviously Fabinho's fitness is going to be is the one big question mark over this. John Matip, ankle ligaments, uh, who knows? You know, that, that could be the season, that could be a month, that could be a I'm couple of weeks. surprised he had any left, to be honest. Yeah, um, <laughs> but... You know, so the question marks all remain. You know, you'd imagine that that, that Phillips will come in, but by and large, it, in a general sense, I just wouldn't be opposed to us saying the other ten lads just go, just go again. Yeah, I think I think the front three, obviously, you know, they both had a, well, all three of them have had a little rest over the last sort of week and a half, haven't they? So I think they're good to go. Um, for me, I think Thiago and Wijnaldum definitely good to go. I would probably have question marks over Sunday, Thursday, Sunday for Milner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably seeing Kurt Jones as, as the James Milner replacement personally in this one because he plays it in a similar style, doesn't he? We mentioned it on the watch along yesterday. He likes to crop up all over the place and he's given that freedom quite often. I think with Wijnaldum and Thiago behind him, he'll be able to do that, create overloads on the wings um, for us, a numerical advantage as well. Um, so, yeah, I think... And then as far as the back four go, yeah, Trent's definitely playing. Robbo's definitely playing. Hendo's definitely playing at centre-half. So, big Nat probably goes in there. You get a, a measure of consistency throughout your side because you've just got a good result with those players. Nat obviously getting 45 minutes with Jordan's a big help. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, rather than Matip then go out after the game. Yeah. At least he's got another 45 minutes good under point. his belt yeah. uh, to partner Jordan Henderson. So, yeah, Kurt Jones is the one. And then it's a question of... 
Well, actually, if you're going to bring Shakiri in, because we've seen a lot of Shakiri in the middle of the park, you're moving Thiago, so you're probably not going to do that. Okay. So Kerr Jones, uh, even Ox, he's more for me, he's more the right-sided centre midfielder as well. You, again, you're moving Thiago. So Kerr Jones, for me, is is where my focus would be if I'm changing Milner. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really interesting. I mean, there's a the little degree, Jay, where you, it, it's right, Thursday, Sunday, you know, the, the Europa League routine, as it were. I mean, I'd be saying to the lads as well, this is shit, this isn't it? You know what happens if yeah. you're not good in the league, this is what your life will be. This is what your life will be. Um Going in the round, the round of 128 um, at the back end of next season. And it's um, funny though, isn't it? Because David Moyes will be like, "You win this, you could be in the round of 128 next year, lads." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, the, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, the consideration that we're a week out from Manchester City, you know, at the time yeah. at the time of kickoff from there and you want to make sure that your best team comes up in time for that. But also, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to be looking to undercut anything we're doing here. You know, I, I wonder whether there's a degree to which you maybe just, we're in a point of season now, the players have had a lot of rest. They've had more rest than most of the top teams, certainly in the, la- in the last few weeks. You can't ask a lot of them to kind of go and get back into the thick of things, really. Yeah, and if mate, if we if we lose against West Ham, then the City game becomes there's less pressure on it. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like having to get that win, and we don't want that. We want to win against West Ham to make it so much more important. But what we've got to remember is Moyes has got West Ham playing really, really well, and Mark Noble usually plays in a ten when we play the stronger sides. When when he plays the stronger sides, so we are one of those stronger sides. So we've got to remember that. They're going to be great. It's going to, it's going to be, you know, a dirty fight with them and stuff like that because they are. They've been a fa- fantastic side this season, and Moyes has got them away from the possession play that Pellegrini was doing. He's got them playing really, really well. So we've got to be on it, and I'm all for having the exact same lads go out again. Obviously, looking at the Milner situation, you would change it. It's tough, isn't it? Because obviously, Brighton midweek as well um, is a game where you, you know. I, 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 
I kind of fall into the mentality of, oh, you need to, you do need to chop and change here or there. But it's so continuity is the thing we've lacked. You know, we're going to have to, you know, as Chris says, you know, there's a chance that we might actually be able to feel the same sense about pairing for what a game and a half on the run, which would be outstanding. Um, unless, of course, Fabinho come, comes back in and shakes shit up again. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it's it's a fine balance, isn't it, between maintaining as much consistency as possible, getting the same lads playing, but also making sure that we're not, you know, we're not undercutting ourselves and leaving ourselves a little bit vulnerable by the time we rock up to the City game. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I think this is, it's like I said before, if, you, if we don't win this game, then this throws the rest of the week out of balance when you look at Brighton at every game. We'll get three points, we'll look to the next game. Say when we won the league last year, the next game, the next game. And But then, because we have to think about a few games in hand now, it's it puts you in that awkward position. So let's just, yeah, just do it again. Just fucking do it again. <laughs> Aubrey would, yeah, no, absolutely. Aubrey, would you do? Would you do anything particularly different in this one? You know, the Mil- Milner's probably a, a decent shout. You know, again, without without us knowing the fitness of of Fabinho here. Yeah, um, Klopp sides always rotate the midfield, don't they? That's what that's what our success last season and the season before that was based on. Unfortunately, we have got the players to rotate in the midfield. Half of them are being deputised as centre backs, so that's not particularly good. But, so it does limit the options. But what, what else are we going to do? You know, like, there's, there's Rogue shouts his niece, Shakiri in the front three, Chamberlain in the front three. Are we really going to do that? Again, it's not really worked that great, a Rigi start, and is that going to happen? You wouldn't want to see it, but with a picture of the long term, maybe you have to do one of those changes. The defence will just get you down to the bare bones. Who are we playing in the defence? It's anyone who can stand up, isn't it? So then the midfield, the obvious one would be um, Milner. Can Milner do it at 35? Probably not. Or is he more important to protect? Is he looking for the Brighton game? A home game that we need to go? He's actually more industrious. So away from home would probably be the one he suits him. And then he doesn't come anywhere near the Brighton team because you can field Shakiri in the mid against Brighton or Jones in that. Uh, I think it's literally down to two decisions, isn't it? Uh, is Fabinho fit enough to start? Do you risk him? Or is he coming in for Brighton to get up and running against Heather City? And then who is that third midfielder alongside Thiago and um, Van Alden? Here's a question, because it's just the, the, the same question on repeat almost, Chris. You know, Fabinho's fit for this. Because I think the, the good thing about this is that you... And it's, it is dictated a little bit by who's able after the Spurs game because you know energy expended and all that. But in terms of the pattern and the, and 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 the and the, the the rhythm for how the players are used, the team for this week is the team that you go for Sunday next week for Man City. Generally speaking, you know you 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 yeah, you'd yeah. rotate you'd look to rotate at Brighton to then be be ready for this. So the question is, Fabinho's available here. Do you un, do do you unleash your then close to perfect midfield three of Wijnaldum, Henderson, Thiago for this one, or do you go well? Hang on, let's keep with with keep it the defensive. For stability. me right now, I'm looking at what's our best defense. What's the best defense that we can put out? And if Fabinho's fit, the best defense I believe that Liverpool can put out is Fabinho and Jordan Henderson right now. If you're just talking about the defense. Mm-hmm. I think our best midfield still has Jordan Henderson in it and obviously it would have been him. But this season, he's not a midfielder. He is just a centre-back for yeah. us. Um, against Manchester City, I'd, I think I'd rather see the midfield that played last night with Henderson and Fabinho behind. 
than a Nat Phillips or a Reese Williams playing against Manchester City because they do things, they, they pull you all over the place that young lads, inexperienced players at the top level, will not be able to deal with. It would be difficult for Fabinho and Jordan Henderson. Um, so for me, I'm sort of... And I, I also think this, Paul, and I, I, I'd be interested to see if anyone agrees, Liverpool need to earn the right to rotate now. Mm-hmm. We need to fucking win some games back to back because yeah. it's so much easier rotating when you're in form yeah. than rotating because you when you're trying to get wins. Yeah. Like it's it's a complete. I know it's fundamentally the same, but it's also completely different. Yeah. We yeah. need to earn the right, and we need to you, we need to make that city game matter. How do you make that city game matter by winning the two games before it? Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to the point we were saying at the top, doesn't it? Is that it? And Jay was kind of saying the city game is not. If we can't win, forget these, about it. Exactly. If we can't win these next two games, the city game, we'll still play city, and we'll still look to beat them, and you still look to win every game in front of you. But they're not our concern. If we don't win these next two games, because you've just got to work on the understanding that City are going to win every game of football, and we need to go and do go and do the very same. Um, let's have a little bit of a. Uh, so I'm just giggling. Who's who's admin in our comments? Is that you, Sai? It's mainly Ross who's <laughs> described himself in the comments as the captain of this ship, which is uh, just fucking <laughs> hell. He's uh, not in the studio today, <laughs> can't you? What's the um, ship? Titanic. Oh God, honestly. Um, Sounds. Um, listen, thank, uh, thanks, thanks, Ross, for doing the super uh, for, for looking after the, uh, the the comments and what have you. But anyway, uh, let's have a little look at the other fixtures that are going on this weekend because there are a couple of um, quite tasty ones that are worth discussion. Uh, Everton hosting Newcastle, whatevs. Palace host Wolves. City Sheffield United. Um, I like. There's no way. On God's earth, the City don't absolutely dick Sheffield United everywhere. They've had the little moments, haven't they? They got the three points against United. They made us smile. This has got all the hallmarks of like the, the last season when they'd play City first and get a, get a half decent result. Of the team like get a draw against City and then they turn up. They turn up against us and we would absolutely batter them everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm happy to write off particularly games like this, Chris, completely. And then look, I will be. Over the moon, ecstatic if something was to come in, but I have, there's no sense in having any expectation over this game, regardless of the United result for them. Look, and I've, I kind of feel like that with about 18 of the teams in the league when City come up against them at the moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not harbouring any ambitions of anyone getting any points off City because they're just dead hard to score against. I mean, is it 13 goals they've conceded so far in like 19 <laughs> games or something like that? Yeah. It's a really, really good defence at the moment. And, the, you know, I think they, they are getting back to that form where the, the, they showed the last couple of years prior yeah. to last season and stuff. So they, they, they're, a, they're a fired up squad at the moment and they're looking to take advantage of everything. And I don't think that Guardiola's going to let them off the hook. I don't think he's going to wear them you know any less he's going to ride them dead hard because Guardiola still fears Liverpool mm, 100% um, Aubrey Arsenal host Man United that's got like uh, this is this is what we're playing for at the moment I think it was Chris asked me this question last night and said who's the crisis club now the next crisis club is going to be picked at the end of this weekend's fixtures if Liverpool win then it's no longer us if, if, if Man United lose all the question marks will be back on them all of a sudden and same with oh, Arsenal, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, comp- oh yeah, completely. You can, you can see, uh, Arsenal have beat them already this season, and you know they give their their bright spot. And it, when United were like the United fans were losing the, the shit and thinking Oli isn't good enough, and then a bit of form and turns around and he's an amazing manager again. And they are very much that. And it could go either way, but I think 
Arsenal step up under Arteta to the level of like when oh lost Aubrey there is it, is it, Arsenal's form is really good though they've won I think four of the last five games or something like that they're, they're in sneaky good form Arsenal and they've gone about the business a little bit quieter because everyone wrote them off so much so yeah. that it kind of didn't matter for everybody at the moment but they are coming back up the table I'm looking at the form now of the last five They've drawn one, two, drawn one, one, two. So they've won four of the last five games. That, mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a side in form. It's it's got. We've got Aubrey back now. Aubrey, that that uh, Arsenal United game. That's the kind of footy you want to be watching. Actually, you know, we talk about like not focusing too much on what other people are doing. There's just an enjoyable game of footy there because if United win, United win, and I kind of you would expect that because they sh- they should do because they are you know they are much more uh, a team on on top at the moment than, than Arsenal are, regardless of obviously overall form, but. It's it, it it offers the possibility where you get to see that really weird bitter rivalry those two teams have as they cut each other's throats and actually undermine what both managers are trying to do, which is just delightful to watch from the outside. Yeah, it's it's one of the Premier League classics, isn't it? You know, Arsenal United, and it has been for years. There's been some amazing games across time. They're both not quite the team they were when they those classics were formed, but there's still going to be very good players on the pitch, and you know. Arsenal are very, very hot and cold, aren't they? But they've still got Aubameyang, Lacazette turning around and scoring now. Saka is still a really talented young player who's in a bit of form. And United, do they respond to a defeat against Sheffield United by going there and beating Arsenal? Or is it a little bit of a moment? Are they, just, have they, are they spent because of the form that they've had the last few weeks you know, to get them into that position where they were back up at the top of the league? And is it a little bit of a blip? We're all hoping it's a blip, but... I wouldn't be surprised. I, I generally wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal beat them. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. I've had, I've had a, a thoroughly enjoyable 48 hours of Man United. We won the league in January. Memes that have been floating around, which have been absolutely great. I want more of them, Jay. Uh, so it'd be nice for them to do that. But the the other one, uh, Thomas Tuchel going uh, taking on Burnley. Um, that's got again. You, you would bank Chelsea to actually start to turn things around. I don't like this notion that we get in the press about how like Tuchel's got a lot of work to do to turn this. Chelsea, just, Chelsea have got an unbelievable squads. Yeah. They should just win games of football like this. But again, it's another one where if Burnley were to get anything, it's it's got a sit back and laugh your ass off kind of a quality to it. That game, absolutely. And Burnley in very very good form at the minute. So. Who knows what's going to happen? But there was a lot of eyebrows raised with uh, his first team selection, wasn't it? With uh, you know Werner dropping out, there was no Mason Mount. Um, although when he came on, he played really, really well. Um, he's finding his side at the minute, and I do think that you know he's, he's he'll have a couple more training sessions under his belt uh, with the team. And like you said, Paul, they've got a fantastic squad. So yeah, you would you would think that Chelsea will get the three points there. Yeah, Leicester, Leicester host Leeds and Brighton host Tottenham as well. So again, there's a lot of these fixes. The United Arsenal ones, the one that draws the eye, just because it's a it's a two two big teams with ambitions and not necessarily as as, as kind of what we mentioned. Neither of those teams are the team that we grew up watching. So there's there's just always a pleasure in seeing those teams not be as good. Um, but what you've got is a bunch of fixtures there where I would still be banking on all the good teams to kind of come out on top. But there's so I mean Southampton Villa, I didn't even mention that. There's loads of teams that were just in and around I would not be shocked if Leicester drop points I actually wouldn't be shocked if Tottenham drop points I wouldn't be shocked if Chelsea drop points you know there's it, it, no, no, there's no way that all the top seven teams come out come out on top No, I, I think that's right and, and for me I look at the Man United one and I, I don't think it was a blip what happened the other night against Sheffield United but I don't think that Arsenal is one of the games where that, that blip matters 
or that non-blip matters, I should say, because I think Manchester United have got the respect of the league now, and with the respect comes teams sitting back on you, and Manchester United, I don't think, had that respect. I think every team thought they could get a result against Manchester United at the start of this season, so teams were playing into Manchester United's hand, they were giving them the counter-attacking opportunities. I think when Man United struggle is when teams do, like Liverpool have struggled over the last month and a half, when, you, when you're forced to play that low block every single week, then Man United aren't the same Man United. You know, they're not able to pull teams apart in quite the same way. Sheffield United proved that you be resolute, you hit them on the counter-attack, you get your goals. Mm-hmm. And I think Man United are going to come up against that against the bottom half of the table a lot more. All that being said, I don't think Arsenal do that. I don't think it's in Arteta's DNA. I don't think it's in Arsenal's DNA to do that. So I think that, I, I actually think Man United probably win this game. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they've turned the corner for me, and it doesn't mean that the Sheffield United result wasn't a blip, was a blip or wasn't was a blip. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. There's loads. Of, there's loads of teams like dropping points. There's week. no. There's no real losing. It'd be. It'd be nice for Arsenal. It'd be better for us for Arsenal to pick up the points there. But it'll, it'll kind of be. It'll be. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Arsenal managed to pull something out the bag in this one, and that would be absolutely fine. Right. Let's have some score predictions. Um, Liverpool, um, West Ham. Chris, what do you think? I'm gonna say three one to Liverpool Football Club. Okay, yeah, I like that one, Aubrey. Two uh, one to Liverpool. Okay, Jay. I'm gonna go one nil. Just get the points. Keep a clean sheet. Get the points. Thanks. I'll, I'll take a three one was the thing that occurred, that occurred to me. I, I don't know that we keep West Ham out for the for the full I don't game. Know we keep anyone out. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's got a feel. It's got a feel of it being one all at some points. But Liverpool going nah. Let's I'd get like back that. down to business. I'd like that. Yeah. Uh, did we do the Ashley Frith super chat at the very beginning? We did not. Uh, we got £5 super chat from Ashley. Buzzing about yesterday. Hopefully we can get we can beat a very informed West Ham. Please get a sense about Liverpool. Feel we are throwing away the season. If not, we just had one recently from LFC Aaron as well. 4 99 Thank you so much, Aaron. I daydream about Thiago giving me a private lap dance. Is that wrong? <laughs> it's right, and that's why it's wrong. Um... <laughs> Should we should be thinking about other things? Oh no, he's a lovely man. Um, right, hi everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, get your get your heads out the gutter and get your heads towards the game at the weekend. <laughs> We're going to be here doing a watch along for that uh, fifteen minutes before kick off for that an hour before. If you want to talk through the team news uh, when it comes out with us as well, there's plenty more content to keep you entertained between now and then. You'll see in the the trailer before for the fifty greatest Jurgen Klopp moments. Uh, that is there. It's a two part series streaming right now on the redmentv.com so get involved with all that and yeah we've also got some wonderful black hat merch which I, I'm actually wearing I realise uh, and it's behind us if you want to support us and get some 10 year anniversary cool looking merch that's there but yes gents thank you for joining us thank you so much for watching along at home or for listening as well and uh, yeah we'll be back uh, on Sunday and hopefully see the Reds gather another three points against the football genius <laughs> <laughs>